Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you. This is Brad Zockel with Questions About Heaven. And as we have been going through the series, boy, I really appreciate the fact that you've been able to uh, come on into our uh, home and let us talk to you about heaven and see the scripture as we bring it in context for you to understand. We don't go along denominational lines. We do not go into politics here. If you're looking for some answers on uh, other uh, subjects, there are, there are many people that are very gifted in being able to talk about those things. What we want to do is stay on one constant theme, and that is heaven. And talking about that, you know, we've talked about Revelation 21 and 22. I mean, Revelation 21 and verse 4, it says there's no more dying, no more uh, pain, uh, no more sorrow. Uh, amazing things we've talked about. And that kind of puts the other things, such as politics, uh, in, in a very, very minor area, at least in my opinion here. So I want to give you some things here as we continue to talk. I have Pastor Bobby McCoy uh, here from the area. Pastor uh, Bobby is my senior pastor. And as we talk with him, we want to remember that as we get into our talk, always remember it's in the flavor of this. In Matthew chapter 6, it tells you that uh, as we are going through our life to seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness. All these other things will be added unto you. So you're not going to find us telling you how to get rich quick. We're going to tell you how to get spiritually rich in finding the kingdom of God. All those other things are going to be added unto you. And then if we might be able to, as Colossians 3 says, is to set our mind on things above. All right? Seek the things above. Now, when we look at that and we see the eternal perspective in everything that we're talking about here, uh, in all the different subjects, and all the different ways, in the prophecies and the teachings of Jesus about heaven, I think you'll find that this answers a lot of questions as you look in the Bible about these things. So, the one thing that we've looked at is here on earth, things seem to be unfair. I mean, after all, you know, Dr. Don Hudson of King University has an excellent journal article about that, that many Christians say this. This is supposed to be some sort of a of an agreement, God. If I do A, you will have to do B. If I do so much along this line, you have to answer in the way that I elect. And God is saying, listen, in the eternal perspective of this, in the eternal ways, I have things that I'm going to take you through that are going to have an eternal answer. And so as I'm talking with Pastor Bobby, Pastor Bobby McCoy of Oak Ridge. And I'm going to give you, first of all, I'm going to give you his web address before I forget, because as I turn to talk with him, I'm going to get so uh, involved in this, I'm going to forget. Pastor Bobby McCoy, as you know, is my senior pastor, and as we have talked about in the previous two podcasts, he is a quadriplegic uh, in sometime, in, sometime back at the end of his college uh, undergrad years. He was involved in a wreck, which has limited him, and so he is a pastor in a wheelchair. And you don't see that very much, and yet his ministry is very broad, and it's even national, and might I even hint at international. If During these broadcasts, podcasts, if you would like to uh, ask him a question, I'm going to give you his site, his website. It is bobbymccoy.com, bobbymccoy.com. 
It is B-O-B-B-Y-M-C-C-O-Y.com. One more time, because I think some of you, would, you know, my dear friends out there, would uh, have a question for him and maybe a comment. So once again, it's bobbymccoy.com, B-O-B-B-Y-M-C-C-O-Y.com. Now, you know we're going to have to ask you this, first of all, Bobby. Are you related to the historical McCoys, the Hatfield McCoys? Yes, I am. I am a. I come from that direct line, and uh, matter of fact, you'll get a kick out of this. Um, as a quadriplegic, um, being in the hospital and recovering, as you know from our last podcast, uh, I had a roommate who was a Hatfield, and so uh, there at the Shepherd Center in Atlanta, Georgia, you had in one room a Hatfield and a McCoy. You're serious? That is too funny. Was was he did was he from the line? He was. He was from the line, and we'd have people stop by. They'd be walking down the hallway, and we'd see them stop, turn around, come back, and look in the room, and they had taken note of the fact that our last names were there on the uh, on the door and realized, I want to see a Hatfield and a McCoy. And so here you have two guys uh, from the, the direct lines, uh, both recovering from uh, some, some life-altering incidents. Oh my goodness! And so we we have a, everything about Bobby is just you can't predict it. I mean, he gets into the best situations and so many things. And through the, the the future podcast, we'll learn more and more about Bobby. So we are talking as we are talking about heaven. We start all the way with the Book of Job in his eternal perspective, and we start off with the the question: Why does God allow bad things happen to good people? And for that matter, as we see in Habakkuk, why does God allow good things happen to bad people? So we're going to talk about that in the in the uh, ecclesiastical studies. They will call it uh, theodicy. Theodicy is the subject of a righteous God in a troubled world, and we're going to get into that. But I'm going to start off, and Bobby, I'm just going to let you take this podcast in any direction. You know, how do you want to start this podcast here? Absolutely. Well, with our main topic about heaven, uh, can you imagine what heaven looks like to someone that is a quadriplegic? Yeah, I made the comment earlier about recovering from life-altering events, but for a quadriplegic, recovery isn't walking again. Recovery is learning how to 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 manage the the limited use of your body and how to care for it and how to. Uh, uh, to prevent harm from coming to your body. But you could fill in that blank, as we've alluded to, the fact all on this planet is not as it should be. And you uh, you live day in and day out with that reality. But um, I think about the quadriplegic in a wheelchair. I think about a, a, a patient that was diagnosed with cancer, or I think about someone that genetically has... Um, again, issues in life that they fear will come, and, and, and when they come, uh, how will they respond? We just my, my point here is that we face so much incompletion, limitations, and, and then adversity. And um, you, you, Brad, alluded to the idea there of, of someone that formulaically wants to come along and say, well, if I do this, God has to do that, or you know, God's gonna God's gonna function in in my box as I'm able to 
uh, you know, do this and that. But I do want to remind you as to what the scriptures say about what the Lord is doing with the circumstances that we face in life. And we're familiar with Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Um, you will see that verse referenced um, a, a lot. Uh, it, it'll come up on, on, on get well cards. Um, it's mentioned uh, sadly, sometimes tritely, uh, to someone that's going through a hard time, and, and sometimes just, just very innocently, because you just don't know how to respond to so much hurt on this planet. But verse 29 says this, and really it's verses 29 and 30 that I, I want to, to frame this around, but it says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. I mean, take note of that phrase right there in the middle of verse 29, to be conformed into the image of his son, that he may be the firstborn among many brethren. And then it says, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. And that brings us back into that reminder that this planet and what we face on, on a daily basis, the limitations, the, the handicaps, the adversity, um, that is only part of the story. We look forward to that glorification, uh, being in the presence of our Lord, but during this journey on this earth, you can rest assured of the fact that the Lord, according to the middle part of verse number 29, he's conforming us to the image of his Son based upon the circumstances that you and I face. Okay, so when you say that, immediately what pops in mind is 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2, in heaven we will see Jesus as he is, but we will be like him. Yes, you think about Jesus and what he endured um, on the cross. You know, he took on human form. We're familiar with that. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 um, points out that, that reality. Uh, he took on the form of a human and he did so for the purpose of, of, of serving. Uh, he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And so uh, Christ, he ascended into heaven, as Acts tells us, uh, Acts chapter 1. He is at the right hand of, of the Father, and he bears the scars uh, from the cross. And so you think, though, about that, that, that glorified body that he has, and uh, that's what we await, the glorification of, of our bodies and um, the, the capacity to fully be able to function and to live as we were intended to be and created for. Now, I'm going to go on a tangent here because you've said something which has been a question by some people. We all have glorified perfect bodies as Jesus did, but he's still going to have the scars. Doesn't that make his body imperfect? Why would Jesus, people will ask us, why does Jesus still bear those scars in heaven? I think that that's a reminder of what he endured on our behalf. And uh, that, that reality exists, and I think that that speaks so much of the love, the sacrifice that, uh, that he provided there at Calvary. And uh, we will, as, as believers, look at that for all of eternity and praise and worship of that sacrifice that, that he did. I'd often even wondered, I mean, it, you, th you think about Jesus taking on the form of a human being. Isn't that enough? Uh, but something about the, 
the, the scars on his body as they were witnessed by the disciples and Thomas particularly, um, you, you, that, that, that's just another element of, of his love for us. And I think our response to that in heaven will just be humble praise for what he's done. Well, you have a good point. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, here comes Thomas. I'm not going to believe. Jesus appears in his resurrected body, and he says, Thomas, put your hand in, you know, put your fingers in the nail prints, put your hand, and if I'm not mistaken, the term is in my side, which gives you a hint on how gaping that wound in his side must be. And so you're saying then that that's a, that's what also will set Christ out from us in heaven, obviously among other things, but he will bear the wounds of those, that sacrifice as, as an honorable, as an honorable uh, designation on his body. Exactly. I think you're right. And I think about how we are so, uh, what, you get a, get a splinter, you end up perhaps with, with some sort of of, of accident, and, and you end up with a little bit of, a, uh, of, of an injury that may scar. But, but to think about what Christ would have endured there by way of a sword to his side and, and, and what he invited Thomas to do, I, I think that even speaks to our Lord's desire to be known and to come pursue us in the doubts that we face about him. And, and he's given us his word, he gave his life on the cross. We have the gospel witness of his earthly ministry. And, uh, and all of that is so that we would understand that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that believing on him, you might have life through his name. Okay, so I'm looking over here as we're talking here, and you've brought this so much into focus here. And I'm seeing as we're in this room, I'm seeing a verse on the wall, which goes right into what you're saying, Bobby, and it is Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So my first thought is, he knows our plans, and he's setting our future. How would you tie that into what you've been saying? Brad, you're exactly right. He, uh, he has a plan, and he knows our future. We can't say that. Matter of fact, the night of my car wreck, I would have said my plans have been derailed. And apart from my trust and dependence upon Christ, I would still say that because my life's plan did not include quadriplegia. And yet God sees the, the end from the beginning. He, he knows all of these details. And so I've heard it said that God is never working on a second version or uh, he's not functioning off of a plan, plan B. Yet that's where we live our lives, right? I mean, I, I'm always going from backup plan to backup plan just because things don't pan out the way we think. And I think we attribute that same mentality to our Lord when we think, well, you know, he's just going to massage the, 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 the facts and eventually something good comes out of it. The reality of it, though, is that his plan is working out perfectly as he had designed, and it's not done to our exclusion either. We're not just the pawns in this game, uh, but, but, but he's conforming us into the image of Christ, again, as Romans 8, and he's prepared a place for him, John chapter 14, and uh, he is ultimately going to be glorified in every aspect. Well, great. We appreciate this, Bobby. This has helped so much. And I'm just going to say we'll just conclude this podcast as we talk some more in our following podcast with it. 
Uh, I'm going to remind you once again, if you would like to uh, bring a question to Bobby uh, on your own, you can contact him through his website. It is bobbymccoy.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-M-C-C-O-Y.com. bobbymccoy.com. And go on that site and take a look and, and read his testimony and then look at the heavenly perspective that Bobby shares with you, which co- coordinates right with everything that we're saying here. Hey, this is Brad Zockel. I appreciate you being with us. We're going to talk some more about heaven in our future broadcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby, for being here. We're going to talk some more here. And uh, Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.